Colonel Packard, this mission to the crash site, welcome is following to the Every Movie Ever podcast. You set this in motion when you put this place on the map, and I will not cut and run. The following episode contains spoilers. I know an enemy when I see it. And I know what you're thinking. A hollow earth theory. God, must be full mm. of crackpots. Yeah, yes. you're one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, exactly yeah. that. <laughs> it's exactly what, what you're I thinking. Lo- what, <laughs> what I love about what I love about Hollow Earth is mm-hmm. it's we started with Flat Earth. Sure. And then we ended up with Hollow Earth. Yeah. Are we eventually gonna end up with Bagel Earth? Maybe. It's both flat and hollow, but round. Maybe Ooh. that's how we can all come together. Maybe this is, is like the, the overarching. The earth is hollow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All all three of us have got have got a part of the truth. The earth is flat on that dimension. It is round on the other dimension and it is hollow on the other dimension. Bagel yeah. earth, man. Everything everywhere all at once was right. This is the unifying theory that's going to bring the world together. It's going to stop all wars yeah. because we can all <laughs> yeah. finally agree, agree. on a shape a of an earth. And that we've all been yeah. lied to for no apparent reason because of a, yep. some big cover-up. Because if we found out that the world is yep. flat or hollow mm-hmm. or round, it would just shatter our tiny, tiny human brains. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Anyway. Hang about. If we found out the Earth was round. Yeah. I don't if, understand if why it's day, a cover-up. I don't if, understand if why one this... day, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if one day they announced the world was round, yeah. we would all lose our minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because NASA didn't prove that definitively. It's every, all a big cover-up, right? So the uh, the Earth right. being round is like a, a safety blanket for us. It's a safe shape that we can oh, all relate okay. to. Okay, that's 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 the that's the cover story. Yeah, okay. it's the cover story. I thought I you I thought you were saying there's a conspiracy that the Earth no. is round <laughs> <laughs> and that they're hiding the truth. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I don't understand why why it's being covered. Like the main thing about this is is like mm. NASA's lying to you. No mm-hmm. one's seen the Earth from that far away. It's flat. You're being lied to. I don't get why. I don't get what the lie is I, trying I, to distract I us do. from. No, here's what it is. It it comes from a healthy. It's a twist. It's a twist. It's a twisted form of a healthy instinct, which is not believing everything you read, right? Questioning the world and wanting your own evidence. Now, there are very few people in the world who have access to direct first person evidence on the shape of the planet because right. you don't have a rocket. Do you remember that cunt who was like, I'm gonna build a steam powered rocket yeah. so I could check the you know and then it Citizen crashed to science. Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Checking things for yourself and verifying information for yourself is a healthy instinct, right? Sure. Not just reading some shit on Twitter. And so taking that and going, how do I personally know these things are true? I'm not going to fucking build a particle accelerator and 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 see quarks and quasars and I, do you know what I mean? I don't know that hydrogen has one atom. I just I'm told that and I go okay, hydrogen has one atom. And so that that desire to prove things for yourself can be twisted into okay. can be twisted into unless I see it for myself, it can't be true. Which then becomes right. I've got no evidence myself of this. So now, right. now I can prove things 
that I I can prove myself. Well, I know that I know that I stick to the ground, so it must be flat. It's that it's that desire to do it yourself and be able to you know work on primary evidence and the rejection of evidence you're told suddenly then becomes twisted into the earth is flat, the queen is a lizard, and we're be, we're being lied to so that they can stay in power. But all conspiracies in but how is it keeping people in power? I don't understand. Like that's the aspect of this whole thing that I don't understand. This is how we've started this episode. And I feel like we've already derailed mm. it without we, being on any rail. We, yeah, we've yeah we, we. Oh my god, we're we're off the map. We're on the. They're lying to us. We're on the ice wall, mate. They're trying to keep us off the rail. We're gonna get back on the rail. We're gonna get off the Fuck. ice wall. We're gonna get off the ice wall. We're gonna look through the looking glass. We're going down the hole. We're joining Alice at the fucking table at the bottom of the hollow. Hello, Earth. everyone. Hello. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast, coming live to you from the inside of the hollow earth. Earth, earth, earth. My name is Ben Groves. That was a good reverb. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. And how are we doing today, you conspiracy-laden motherfucker? How's life under the glass dome? It's good, man. It's good. I'm, um, I'm tired of being lied to. I'm about ready to expose the fucking truth. The truth. Hashtag truth. Hashtag not all men. Yeah, I'm going to continue on the work of the movie that we're covering today, Kong Skull Island, where they touch on the Hollow Earth theory. I mean, don't we all so touch on the Hollow Earth? I see, this is the thing. Do we, though? Mm, do we? Or are we just touching on the surface oh, of the Hollow exactly. Earth? Exactly. You know I mean, Ooh. where are the entry points? Are you? I'm being lied to! Are you? Where are the entry points? Are you just trying to fuck the Earth? Is that what it is? <laughs> As soon as you found you hey can man, go any in. holes are gold. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> ben finds out Earth is hollow, immediately tries Mother to fuck nature. it. Mother Nature. Oh. Mother Nature That's what is it a is. sexy beast. Because you like older women. You hear the word Mother Nature and... like the fucking what now? <laughs> Excuse me? You can go... Is she going to tell me off? You can go inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So today we're doing Kong Skull Island. Hooray! So we're carrying on with our Monsterverse. Ooh. We did Godzilla mm. two weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Now we're, branch, uh, we're branching out into Kong Skull Island. This is this is where we first get a glimpse at uh, the Hollow Earth theory appearing in mm. this franchise, which is a, a sort of like strong running theme I f- throughout it the rest feel, of it. It feels like this is a breadcrumb that was dropped in this film. And they could have left. Yeah, man, they they're could, trying they could, to fucking. They could have left it, but the previous film was yeah. going. No, 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 no. This, this is special. We're gonna, we're gonna yeah. run with this. Yeah, watching. I think it's a great idea that they've run with. They've been mm. sort of like, okay, so how the fuck does Godzilla get around the planet without yeah. being detected so quickly? Yeah, and where the fuck does he live? Mm. No, no, the, and I love that. No, no, it's it's a good breadcrumb. I just feel like when you were watching this, when I watched this when it came out. I did not go, yeah. oh, they've mentioned Hollow Earth. Well, this is going to be where the next couple of films go heavily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With same, space cars. Same. I was just like, ha they they name-checked the thing. They said the thing that I read about in the 14 Times. Mm. Way. 14 Times, by the way, is a fucking cracking magazine. Pick it up if you're fans of any of this sort of thing. If, you have, if oh, you're 100%. familiar with the words Hollow Earth and don't read 14 Times, it's your own time you're wasting. Get, get on it. Yeah. 
Fuck you. What is Hollow Earth? Well, 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 before I ask you what Hollow Earth is, Ben, because because it it may well be that some people out there are unaware of this, and it's a complicated concept, you know. Um, it doesn't really. It's not really self-explanatory. The title is is it leaves gaps. But before we we dive into that, I feel like we should <laughs> we should talk about what this film is. So, King Kong Skull Island starts with John Goodman. Yep. Trying to get this island explored because he works for Monarch, the big monster hunting boys from Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And this is a prequel mm-hmm. set in the 70s. This is the birth of Monarch, really. You know, they know about Godzilla. They don't. It's 20 years after the birth of Monarch. Right. 30 years after the birth of Monarch. I beg your pardon. But it's it's uh, <laughs> birth of American Monarch, let's say. You know, they're underfunded. Nobody really gives a shit. They've not seen Godzilla. Eh, it's fine. He needs some money. He wants to go to Skull Island because he reckons there's some big boyos over there. Uh, gets the money. This is the last island. It's the last uncharted island yeah, yeah. on the planet Earth. Like It's, he, it's like yeah. a huge opportunity. Importantly, he gets the money to go by convincing the government that Russia are going to get there first, mm-hmm. which is part of the theme of this movie I'll come back to after Hollow Earth because it's important. Yeah. Because this film is basically is. Apocalypse Now with Monkey. Um with monkey with monkey <laughs> selling your tea bags <laughs> kick king kong and just, can you imagine the size of johnny vegas just drop a fucking pg tips <laughs> advert joke into kong skull island that's so niche for any american listeners for anyone outside of the uk the pg tips monkey is from a fucking tv commercial selling tea bags that's the end of it i don't care if it's niche for them i know what i hop stands for and i have no reason to Right, I have to consume their fucking international culture. house of pancakes. It's an international establishment. Is right? it? Is it? Name it's one a, country you've been to of, an IHOP in that's not America. It's a, it's a beacon of brotherhood from across the Atlantic. All right, mm. and I re- I respect and I miss IHOP. I went there once. Mm. It was aggressively mediocre pancakes, <laughs> um, but I enjoyed them. You know, yeah. their pancakes. I'd never had a bad pancake. Yep. So, Monarch, go to the island. Uh, mm-hmm. They get the money to go to the island. They need a tracker, and they find that in Conrad, played by the ever, ever delicious Loki, whose real name is Tom Hiddleston, but it will just forever be Loki to me. Um, he's cut as fuck in this film as well, man. He's fucking, like he is, he is a carved Holy ham. He is, he is yeah, I've never understood the... Like people's crushes on him, I've never really understood it. And then when I rewatched mm. this, and I was just sort of like, "Ooh, come gutters! Oh, hello, <laughs> hello come. oh hello, hello, come gutters! Um, <laughs> 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 fucking come gutters! Yeah, the little V that you get pointing I towards know what a come gutter is. <laughs> but I'm also like, my mind went to, oh, I could do my washing on those abs, like washboard abs, because that's mm. you know not cummy. <laughs> Whereas you just went straight into. Sticky belly! <laughs> Yay! You could have an eagle nest in those cum gutters. <laughs> oh my days. Anyway, uh, Conrad sure. and uh, some environmentalists and some monarch scientists and a bunch of recently um, out of the Vietnam War soldiers go to the island, yep. start doing some research that involves bombs. Big fucking monkey shows mm-hmm. up, absolutely shit mixes them in seconds like they are. Like they are. Oh my fun. days! He just fucking trains through <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. He's just sort of like, see this palm tree. Want to see it closer? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> and so they go from having about two hundred people on the mission to about nine, 
It's yeah. it's brilliant. And, and it's in one scene. He just absolutely fucking mm-hmm. trashes them. Mm-hmm. And then it's what happens next. It's they find some monsters. They uh, realize that the monsters don't really care about them. They find an mm-hmm. old um, World War II soldier who's been marooned there from the war in the Pacific in 44. And they discover that skull crawlers are the real enemy, not Kong. Um, and he's, mm-hmm. in fact, keeping them in check. And so the film is them questing to get off the island, survive, and um, not get shit mixed by Skullcrawlers or Kong. Yeah. Not fall in, not sort of follow uh, Colonel Packard on his mm. vengeance mission to we'll, kill King Kong. We'll get, we'll get to Colonel Packard because there's, there's a whole thing. I have a, I, there is a whole thing there. I have some thoughts on his character, which mm. are, when I first watched this through, it wasn't, is it, it wasn't much. Is there anything I sort of miss? I'm trying to do a brief synopsis. Is there anything I missed in that? It's people go to an island, discover large anthropomorphic monkey, try and survive uh, and get off the island. Is essentially... John, essentially, John Goodman is a sole survivor mm. of an, a Titan encounter mm. back in the day. Right when they uh, yeah. it calls back in this movie it calls back to the nukes going off in the fifties yep. like they were, they were classed as nuclear tests but they were trying to kill something much like they were in Godzilla so we can deduce from that that it was not only Godzilla that they were trying to kill yeah. but they were also trying to kill other Titans yes. yes which brings up a whole thing of like why were they trying to kill Titans at that mm-hmm. point was there like a, a sparring thing mm-hmm. going on between Kongs and Godzillas but that's a whole thing that's a whole thing and then we'll get into, we'll get into, that, into that, in, that in future, in future movies episodes. that's fine. But you get the implications here, and yeah. you get the, the little the cogs start turning. You're like, "Ooh, I was oh, okay." I was surprised at how much I love this film because I'd remembered it as Same. as a little, you know, a fun monster movie, and it is an incredibly fun monster movie. The action scenes of this, even though we're con- contemporary with Transformers, Michael Bay, a thousand cuts a second, can't see what the fuck is going sure. on. This takes a slower, like Ray Harryhausen, long held shots of monsters fighting mm-hmm. and is fucking fun as fuck. But is also an incredibly deep look into the nature of man, war, and society. Yeah. With the dialogue's not great moment to moment, but the overall arching storyline is fucking deep. And I was. I, what do you mean the dialogue's not great? It's got Sam Jackson saying, "Hold on to your butts." He does. He says the thing at one point. He gets into a helicopter. Yeah. and He says the line from Jurassic Park, yeah, which says, is "Hold on be- to your butts," which is a beautiful callback. But yeah, of course, it's a little ropey in, in places. Um, just the sort of. It's not fucking in Bruges, is it? In terms of the cleverness of the moment-to-moment writing, but the overarching storyline is incredible. All right, it's apocalypse. It's apocalypse in Bruges now level. Yeah, in Bruges level writing in a giant fucking monkey film mm-hmm. wouldn't work. <laughs> Just going to put that one out. There. <laughs> no one's ever Just tried. Just going to put that one out. I think I, no one's ever tried for a good fucking reason. Can you imagine trying to pitch that? <laughs> right. So it's two hitmen who have done awful things, but are trying to be better. And then they get the shit kicked out of them by a big monkey. But then they become good friends. And then no, 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 no. You, you Harry shoots himself in the face. You've misunderstood <laughs> it. You've misunderstood it. Sure. Godzilla and Kong go to hide out in Bruges. And oh my days! King, yeah, all right, I'm back on board. And King Ghidorah, I'm back on board. King Ghidorah comes, yeah. and King Ghidorah has to shoot himself in the head three times. 
Yeah, 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 dude, I'm fucking up for this, man. I, stop selling. I'm sold. I can only get so aroused, all right? <laughs> but this is... Right, so before we get into the movie, okay. can I just... Can we just... I've got some fun for us, okay? Mm. I've gone out of my way, and I've... Because Hollowworth is kind of like, it's a bit up in the airy, mm. a little bit like, oh, there's bits here, there's bits there. So I've done some research into it, and I've got us like a little bit of a background so that we're all on the same page. Okay. So this is a segment of the show that I'm going to call fucking what? <laughs> so welcome to fucking what? Um, Hollow Earth. Yes. I'm right. I'm right in thinking that ho- comes from Hollow Earth is just that there's caverns filled with life that we don't know underneath us. Right. As a headline. That's that the is, theory. That is one. That is one of them. Oh, right. But it actually okay. comes from. It comes from a very real, right. very valid scientific research, right? No, it doesn't. Haley, Haley, the astronomer Haley. Yeah. You know, of Haley's Comet fame. Yes. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd struggle to name any else, anything else he was famous for, to be honest. Okay. Well, after this lesson, you will have two things that he will be famous <laughs> oh, for. Fucking Because the what? hollow earth theory comes from astronomer Haley of Haley's Comet fame. No, it fucking doesn't. So astronomer Haley who was working on the Earth's magnetic pole. He was doing a lot of work yeah. into um, the magnetic fields of Earth yeah. and was struggling to understand why the magnetic poles of Earth were meandering slightly. Right. Like year to year, right? Mm. And then his buddy, Isaac Newton, you may know him from his previous works. And when he tried to burn a cat. Gravity. And he tried to burn a cat, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Both great experiments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> depending on your outlook on life. Um he calculated that the moon mm. was much more denser than the Earth. Mm-hmm. It was wrong, mm-hmm. but at the time it was scientifically accepted. Right. And this is what's great about science. We can present it yep. with the works. Yep. And then when we learn more about we it, go, it's not like, yeah, a, yeah. oh, I have to change my belief system. It's like, a, oh, oh, okay, new information, then, then yeah. this is right yeah, now. Yeah. Cool. Let's learn with this. So Isaac Newton calculated that the density of the moon mm. was much greater than that of the Earth's, right? right. So from that, Haley could conclude that the Earth had three concentric rotating shells. What the fuck? With a sphere in the middle. Right. Now, each shell has a luminous atmosphere and is populated with all sorts of creatures. Right. Each one has its own gravity field. Right. Its own magnetic field, which would explain the meandering of the poles on the surface shell where we inhabit. Right. And it made sense for the information that was available at the time. Right. And it was a, it was a popular theory, uh, a fucking valid theory with valid scientists. I mean, I have thought It was looked at in a very scientific way. Yeah, that's fine. But now, mm-hmm. this is where it gets more interesting. What? Fucking what? Than three concentric ring, the Ferrero Rocher Earth. <laughs> right. Yes, it gets more interesting. Mm. So Leonard Euler... 18th century mathematician. What, of Euler's disc? Who is, yeah, yeah, incredibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the most... Incredibly well-renowned. Yes. Some of the most important works of (laughs) mathematics. Of mathematics that Mm. exists, Leonard Euler, concluded that there was a 600-mile diameter sun in the center of the hollow Earth with no concentric cells. This comes from Haley, Isaac Newton... (laughs) 
and Leonard Euler. I thought this was a couple of people that were a bit eccentric yes. and wanted to be sort of like, yes. that's a bit boring, isn't it, living on a fucking rock? What about if the rock wasn't a rock, but, was but a, a fucking like basketball? <laughs> and on the inside of the basketball, there's some like fun shit. Jawbreaker Earth. Yeah. I'm not going to go too deep into it because that no. is, that's okay, essentially that's the where headline. the hollow earth theory comes from, right. right? There are a few branches from here and there are a few interesting branches because as humans, what we tend to do is we take something, we take something mm-hmm. and then we just run off in a direction to its absolute extreme mm-hmm. and then just live there. It's like, it's what we're known for doing, right? Mm-hmm. There's a few branches of this theory that I'm going to, I'm going to this... reveal a couple. Okay. On the next two episodes that we do nice. in this MonsterVerse, nice. I'm going to do a, a couple little branches so we can like dive in and sort of see where nice. some of these extremes have led to. Yeah, this is nice to see where we're at, nice as, a see where we're at as a species. <laughs> there, do you know what? What's, yeah. what's fascinating about that is I'm not convinced that these people just weren't trolling. Same. <laughs> like, I think this would be a hilarious <laughs> joke. Like yeah. they were just all sitting around <laughs> shit-faced one day being like, do you know what would be really funny? Mm-hmm. All of our works are in these books that are going to last mm. for hundreds of years and become part of a school mm, curriculum exactly. at some point because they're so important. Let's add some so fun So how shit. about we just fuck with them a little yeah, bit yeah. just to make sure that we keep f- future academics on their toes. Yeah. So they have to be sort of like, they have to decipher what's a hilarious <laughs> joke and what's a scientific breakthrough. <laughs> and I, I would... That needs to be a movie yeah, yeah. right there. It's Einstein, like The Sunset Einstein Limited. Ranks, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> Just those guys sitting around the table, <laughs> exactly. Being like, I'm going to write something that is is wrong, but is going to take so long to prove wrong. <laughs> that, yeah, that some poor fucker's entire career is just going to be an absolute yeah. waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They get to the point they're just sick of people being sort of like, yeah, you talk talking shit though, and you're like, nah, mate. I tell you, all right, fuck you. I'm going to waste <laughs> generations of the future human race. <laughs> fuck you. Have that, you fucking uneducated piece of dick. <laughs> so, four branches that I want to look at over the next couple episodes. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the title for uh, for him. Ready? Yeah. Dinosaurs still exist inside the Hollow Earth. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fucking Which what is touched on in this movie because there's a Triceratops skull. There is. Yes. Agatha. The inside world, which is the the sun mm-hmm. in the center, and it has yeah, its own yeah. shit. And- it's fine. Extraterrestrial colonies live there. And this is where all UFOs mm-hmm. and ancient civilizations. Sorry, would they not be interterrestrial? Sure. Extra sure. Interterrestrial, surely, because they're not from outside this is, Earth. They're this is in- gonna come as a shock to you, Rob. Yeah. I did not name this theory. <laughs> <laughs> I've had very little I've had very little to do with the birthing of it. Okay, good to I'm know. I'm just here to witness the uh, to witness the adolescent years because yes. it's been going for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> but you are entirely right. Yep. Interterrestrials would be a much much better name. But then I'm also thinking, I'm, I try and get uh, interterrestrials. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Uh, are animals classed as terrestrial or is it just humans? Don't make it weird. This is on you to specify, sir. This is on you to specify. <laughs> all right, I'm just, I'm just asking questions. Um, here, they are right? not digital or on cable. You're looking at BBC sure. One, right, BBC that... Two, ITV, that's... Channel Four. All right, that's betterish. Yeah. And then my favourite being that Nazis escaped to the Hollow Earth at the end of World War Two. <laughs> Fucking what? Mm. 
Oh, wait, that's the that's, name of the series. There we go. <laughs> Tied yep. in a bow. Tied in a bow. There you go. There you go. The, there is a kit. The, okay, so I had, I had a thing about the Triceratops skull, which comes mm-hmm. back to my This Film is Apocalypse Now. And Because of all the dinosaurs in Apocalypse Now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that famous scene where they is that the one where they go to space? Yes, yes. No, it's not. It's Francis Ford Coppola. Which one am I thinking of? You're thinking of Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by the same guy. No, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Which one am I thinking of? Which is the one with uh... Gary Busey? No, not Gary Busey. Because I asked you about that before the episode. <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um... Apocalypse Now is not the one where they go to space. <laughs> The fucking Aerosmith song. That's Apocalypse. And I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> I'm thinking of Armageddon. Oh, Armageddon. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That's what I'm thinking of. The film where Ben Affleck was kicked out of the DVD commentary for getting <laughs> yeah, drunk yeah, 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 and pointing out to the director. That's what I was thinking yeah, yeah. of. Dude, when you were like, have you seen Apocalypse Now? I was like, I think so. Are you trying to link it to this? No. I mean, I can watch it again, <laughs> I guess. It's a good job I didn't though, huh? Right? Right? Apocalypse Now directed <laughs> by Francis Ford Coppola about going up a river okay. in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. One of the yeah, one of no, the best they, films ever made. It sounds like a similar movie to the one that I'm talking about mm. where they send drillers <laughs> to an asteroid. Where they train uh, astronauts. I think it's just an allegory. Yeah. You know, space is the river. Right, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. The no. asteroid is the Vietnam War. <laughs> Heart of Darkness, written by Joseph Conrad, has been adapted into Apocalypse Now, a Vietnam film. <laughs> Both Heart of okay. Darkness and Apocalypse Now are about going up a river. And Heart of Darkness was written in the very racist colonial era. And it's essentially the, right. the story of a colonialist who's essentially going up there for rubber trade. Okay. He sees all the animals and then he sees all the black people. And he begins to... His concept of whiteness and black people not being people in his time gets eroded. And mm-hmm. he begins to see them as people and he becomes a... It's a story about seeing yourself in the other. And Apocalypse Now is a bloke going up a river and seeing himself in the enemy and realizing what we're we doing. He basically loses his fucking mind. It's about going up a river and losing okay. your mind. And it's a me- the river is a metaphor. When you get to the end, you know, you've essentially completely fucking lost it. It's a very famous mm-hmm. bit of Vietnam, Vietnam War uh, film because it's essentially about the human condition in the context of the Vietnam War. This okay. is the same. It is it, the. I agree. It is the Viet Cong is the Viet King Kong in this film, <laughs> and I'm so happy. Okay. I just thought of that. Fuck yes. <laughs> um, the main character, uh, played by Loki, aka yeah. Tom Hiddleston, is called Conrad after Joseph Conrad, yeah. writer of Heart of Darkness. Um, mm-hmm. John C. Riley plays a very similar character to Dennis Hopper in Apocalypse Now, um, and Kong is just there's a direct quote. He's just defending his territory, right? Mm-hmm. He's like he oh he's just defending his territory like the Viet Cong were. Vietnam War yeah. was a was an anti communism war. It was about America didn't have to be there. They wanted to be there because if they weren't there, the Russians would be there. They didn't want a communist state. So they supported right. the south of Vietnam, which was democratic, against the north of Vietnam, which wanted to be communist. And it was a it was a 
let's go there and make sure Russia doesn't have this, which is exactly the premise of this film. The Vietnam War has just ended and they get the funding okay. to go there so that Russia doesn't get there first. And then you have okay. the colonel who is called Colonel Packard. Packard. And yes. Packard sees this gigantic creature just defending its territory and mm-hmm. finds in it another senseless loss of life, like the one that he's just had to endure with mm-hmm. his soldiers in Vietnam, and decides mm-hmm. that this is the enemy and he's going to beat this enemy. And then later on in the film, one of his soldiers says, the enemy doesn't exist until you go looking for it. And so this film, yep. whilst ostensibly being a silly, a silly fun film about monsters hitting each other, mm-hmm. is, a, is America doing with, a, with its monster what Japan did with its Godzilla of mm-hmm. analyzing itself as a society and, and some, it's dealing with national trauma through the lens of a big monster. And whereas Godzilla is the national trauma of being nuked, Godzilla is the national trauma of sending your troops to a jungle where you are utterly... King Kong, right? Uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. King Kong is nuclear, and King Kong is getting your troops absolutely shit-mixed in a jungle where your nice boys who've got mums cannot compete and have no concept okay. of what to even how to react. It's wonderful. It's a okay. wonderful thing to do with King Kong. I I really like that theory, man. I that's a fucking great observation. They're using the monster. They're using their American monster to deal with an American trauma. They looked at, at Godzilla I love that. and went, "What was Godzilla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a way for Japan to deal with trauma. Let's turn 100%. King Kong into a an avatar of American trauma. The Viet King that's... Kong." That's fucking dope, man. That's dope. I took a slightly different approach. Right. I got something slightly different from it. Oh. So, um, for me, for what I took from it, mm. King Kong represents, uh, like Mother Nature. Right. Like the nat- the natural world. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, much like Godzilla, there's no sides. It doesn't doesn't care mm. about nationality. Mother Nature, because you because you wanted to fuck it or. I mean, let's get this out in the open. There's questions. Okay, let's there's get questions. This out in there. Would you with King Kong? You and King Kong. Okay, let's get the real question out of the way. Mm. King Kong, where's the King Dong? <laughs> I saw nothing. There was no. There was no swinging. There was no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it was covered in fur, right? I don't know. I'd, I've never seen a Me- monkey penis. To be fair, I don't know how this works. I, I don't know yeah. whether they're like concealed in like a like a. I don't know. And it's like, like a shape, a of, like a shape of, <laughs> like the shape of water. It just opens up like a flower. I am and... criminally uneducated when it comes to the penises of the animal kingdom. Right. Okay. Um, I've, I've ruined my Google search history with Hollow Earth right. for the last <laughs> week, and I, I don't think I can throw. Hey, what's an animal dick look like into the mix? Because then I will get visits. Ducks and foxes, terrifying penises. I don't want to know this. They're barbed. They've got <laughs> so you know what the words I don't want to know this means, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. No, no, King Kong Dong. Maybe he's got no a human. Maybe he's got a human-sized one. That's why he's so upset all the time. 
oh, he's just a bit miffed about <laughs> he's it. He's just a bit miffed. And that's why that's why he's all right with Brie Larson. He's like, mm, this could work. This could work, <laughs> yeah. You, as long as you can find somewhere to put your legs. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. So we mean he's the he's the natural world, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Godzilla, who is uh it's the it's the force that has domain yeah. over the natural world. Yeah, he yeah. has the ability to rise above the natural laws, mm-hmm. keep peace no matter this, yep. you know, this yeah, and yeah. the other. And he can fuck up the natural world to a point where he knows that it will recover. Yeah. And he can disappear for long enough times to allow the healing mm-hmm. to happen. It's, mm-hmm. the it's like a balance between. Yeah, yeah. He right? is the ba- this is why we're... He's the balancing force, much like Godzilla yeah. is. Yeah. So the reason that we were trying to kill Godzilla is because he well, was obviously like reigning domain over nature, yeah. which is, as a human species, is what we are continuously trying to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Get a handle over nature yeah. so we can control whatever elements and, mm-hmm. and, you know, take out some of the uncertainties. Kong doesn't care about, you know, nationalities or, or no, no, whose no. side of the what you're on or this, that, and the other. He just cares about his territory mm-hmm. and his natural world mm-hmm. being being kept to a standard that it can survive harmony, on its own, right? Yeah. There's a certain harmony. It's environmentalism. He, yeah. 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 It's it's as humans rocking up to mm-hmm. a, a fucking untouched jungle and bombing it. Where they they are there are human inhabitants mm-hmm. there, but they they live in harmony with their environment, mm-hmm. right? And then these guys, these fucking U.S. soldiers, show up and start bombing the shit out of the jungle. <laughs> they start yep. killing shit left, right, and center. Yep. They're like shooting birds in the face for fun. And Kong's like, "Hold the fuck on, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hold the fuck what? on." That's that's, that's yeah, a bad guess. What? That's a being a bad guest. If I turned up to it's your a, house and dropped a few bombs and... It's like going your, to like a new friend's face. house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> going to a new friend's house, yeah. shitting on the sofa, yeah. and then strangling their budgie. Yeah. And then that's it. You know, I mean, then you just leave. Like, ta <laughs> So you're saying Samuel L. Jackson See, I took is, it, I took is it like that. James. <laughs> yeah. Fuck your couch. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna build on this though, right? Because mm. I think that that Kong being uh, envir- like a, an allegory for environmentalism and Godzilla being like the domain mm. over the natural world, the guy who's able to strike balance between mm. the two. I think it gets built on in the next couple movies, mm-hmm. especially in Godzilla versus Kong. Yes, uh, in the way that he doesn't, he Godzilla doesn't kill Kong. No spoiler, but we also don't build. A Mecha Kong. No, exactly. Because <laughs> we don't want to be the environmental force. No, no, we want no, no, to no. have domain over the yeah, environmental yeah. force. So we mimic what we want. It's like Godzilla Godzilla works over nature. And Godzilla mm. works within nature. Yeah, he works above and in harmony with yeah, yeah, yeah. the environment. Whereas Godzilla stays He knows out how to it. manipulate it to keep the balance, yeah, right? Yeah. Whereas King Kong is the fucking balance. He is the like the environment itself. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's an interesting point with Conrad where Packard is going around shooting shit and seeing mm-hmm. seeing nature as the enemy, seeing it as the thing that has attacked him that he has to fight back against. I think the guys that are on their own, so Toby Kevill's character and Con- uh, Tom Wilson's yeah. character, Conrad, they come mm-hmm. across these titans or these titanic life forms and they see mm-hmm. them initially as threats, but they're not seen as threats by the titanic life forms. They just, yeah, of course. And that, that's when they begin to realize that it isn't an enemy. It's just a thing that scares them. And yeah. Packard- you're on their fucking doorstep dropping yeah. sh- like explosives yeah, left, yeah. right and center. Yeah. 
But I love that... Threatening the balance of, like, where they've gotten to. And I love that benign indifference, that whole thing of, like, uh, a tsunami isn't doing it maliciously, right? Yeah, of course. It's just what happens. It's just what happens. And it's unfair, but it's not evil. It's just change. Nature. And nature. And so Packard doesn't get that. He sees that, that he's so entrenched and institutionalized in that mission i've got my exactly. boys and i'm gonna avenge them against this enemy man packard you are so fucking on the money mm. there man it's it's unreal i got almost the exact same thoughts from it i saw packard as being so institutionalized yep. uh he has a box full yep. of dog tags of of his men that mm. he's, he's lost in vietnam right yeah and the vietnam war has just been abandoned yeah in his words abandoned not lost yep abandoned yep and now we're all retreating, mm-hmm. which means all of his boys that he lost in Nam, yep. that he w- that he was responsible for, and now he has to go and face the music of mm-hmm. their families. Uh, he has to go back to his civilian life mm-hmm. and try and fucking deal with the fact that he sent all these people to his death. It's completely against his will. Yeah, he didn't want to. He no. didn't want to retreat. No, he didn't want the war to be over. Mm-hmm. He didn't want this, that, and the other. And that's why there's an there's an interaction between him and Brie Larson. Uh, him and Brie Larson's character, I can't remember her name. Uh, Mason Weaver. Yeah, yeah. They have an interaction when she's bored in the ship very early on in the movie. And he's like, whereabouts were you situated? Mm. And she tells him like in the thick of it with the... Yeah, he's like, like, oh, sh- oh, you've been in the ship. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've been in the ship, man. So you're the one that lost us all the support back home, mm. right? Mm. And then it's the, oh, you're going to blame them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's a failure to accept, or not a failure to accept. It's an unwillingness mm. to accept that he is responsible for the death of all these people, mm-hmm. and there is no outcome from it other than failure. We'll get to it later um, in in the in the year when we do three uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. The, mm-hmm. the character Frances McDormand character has this fantastic story about Rico laws, where she's like, Rico laws okay. mean if if you're part of a gang, and somebody mm-hmm. down the road at the other side of the city in your gang kill somebody mm-hmm. you're still culpable because you joined the club and Samuel L. Jackson's character joined the club he joined the army yeah he got to a place of authority and lots of mm-hmm. normal happy well-adjusted people with mothers and wives and kids died and i yeah. think his unwillingness to confront his culpability in that Mm-hmm. means he has to externalize that trauma onto anything and it's the brie larson character's fault it's kong's fault yeah, yeah, yeah. it's never his because yeah, it can't be his because he's yeah, not ready 100%. to face that so when he sees a See? big monkey shit but this is this is the thing man i was pleasantly surprised by this film because jordan vote uh jordan vote roberts who directed it uh mm-hmm. did was like an indie darling right he made an indie film before this and then one of the writers, Dan Gilroy, wrote, mm-hmm. and I was surprised to see this, Nightcrawler. Oh, with, with Jake Gyllenhaal. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Bef- that was the film he just, and he, he wrote and directed Nightcrawler. And then they were like, do you want to do Sk- Kong Skull Island? And he was like, fucking yes. So all of this That's depth. That's fucking dope. Right. All of this character depth comes from Dan Gilroy and Jordan Vote Roberts. And then the other two guys they got on it are like Transformers dudes. So it's this perfect coming together as a movie of people who know story and know characters yeah. with people who know action movies. And it fucking sings. 
this film so dude it's sings. so fucking good it's incredible it's so good man the whole fucking dude, Packard alone mm. right I know we're focusing on Packard but it's because he's the driving force mm. behind the entire film yeah, it's yeah. his decisions that mm-hmm. get everyone into the shit they get everyone further into the <laughs> shit and then get them all dead yeah you know <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 uh it's only tom hiddleston's character mm-hmm. who is like i'm gonna fucking take civilians yep you take the soldiers that you're in control of and yep. i will take these civilians back to the boat and we will mm. wait for you there you complete what you need to do but we're not a part of that mm. these guys are innocents they're not a part of that no. um and when you were saying about king kong being the viet kong. Uh, an allegory for the viet kong yeah. i think uh with packard being pulled out of the Vietnam War, it being cancelled in front of him, yeah. now he's got all of this responsibility just fucking thrust mm. at him because the people above him are just going to go, your yeah, men, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah. You were in control of that. Yep. That's your fault. Yeah, yeah. And everyone below him is going to be sort of like, your men, mate. Yeah. yeah. You can tell their fucking families. Yeah. Little Billy, yeah. who's sitting at home waiting for his dad, mm. it's on you. And the, the, his wife the, who's moved into a new house in Atlanta, yeah. that's on you. So for me, Packard would look at Kong as the Viet Cong mm. War... Uh, the Vietnam War itself mm-hmm. being cancelled, and he's like, "This is my last fucking yeah, chance yeah, to, to make sure something. that my boys did not die in vain. Yeah, to yeah. make sure that they died for a purpose." Yeah. And I think that that's pushed onto Kong. And you're right by saying every every single aspect mm-hmm. of it is pushed onto other people around him, mm-hmm. and that builds up the characters around him in the movie. And it's yep. just it's it's so fucking well done yeah. because you can watch this time and time and time again, and, and it just something. gets deeper, yeah, and yeah. deeper and deeper, a bit like the Earth, and it's. <laughs> it's, it's like the hollow earth it's like they wrote this movie with a certain idea in mind right well, and re- this is where we're gonna end the mm. section of fucking what <laughs> and get into the movie review because that was all see, see what we did there what are you gonna write it's it? a secret learning lesson <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put this at an 8 yeah. yeah 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 I'm gonna put it at an 8 because I've seen I've seen the rest of the series and I know where it goes I think I have thoughts on it. This is one of my favorites uh, of the run. Yeah, I think this is better than the one we're going to do next, King of the Monsters. I, I think agree. It, I think it's better than the one we just did, Godzilla 2013. To an extent, I think it. I think extent. it's a more enjoyable watch. I think I there's think more. You, I think there's I've, more to appreciate. It's it's like Godzilla yeah. 2014. You stroke your chin and go, "Ooh, isn't it?" Mm. Whereas this one, you're like, "Monkey." Yay, monkey! See, I knew that you'd like this one more than Godzilla yeah. because it's 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 a different approach to the creature feature. Mm. There's no like long drawn out dun dun dun. What is it? Dun dun dun. Mm, a yeah. tail in the mist. <laughs> dun dun dun. Yeah, 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 a yeah, blue yeah. light under the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of like okay. plane crash, shooty gun, knife fight, monkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's like the first forty five seconds of the film. I fucking <laughs> so love I was it. like. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Rob's going to be sold on that, but he's also going to be sold on it's the fact that it's real people doing real shit. Yeah, totally. Everyone behaves like mm. I would expect people to behave given their yeah. backgrounds and their circumstances. No I one's, knew you'd love you know. It. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this, I'm gonna give this as an eight as well. There are some uh, the, nice. dial- the dialogue can be quite clunky in places. It's not, you know, it it it's functional. Yeah, it's functional dialogue in places. And John C. Riley is nice and all, but it it uh, the movie loses a lot of gravitas the second he arrives. 
And I don't. He's the comic. He's the comic relief. Otherwise, it is just a really harrowing. Oh my god, we're gonna (laughs) die movie. Now it's sort of like I've been here twenty years. I can't tell when I'm talking and when I'm thinking. (laughs) I'm gonna stab you tonight. Totally joking. I I think. I think. (laughs) I think he's amazing. He is, but I think you could have had him earlier in the film for a start because I think he was needed a bit earlier in the film. He's in the opening credits. He's in like the opening scene. He's not. Are you on about the actor, John C. Riley, yeah, yes, or his yes. character? The the uh, the character could have been could have been reintroduced a little earlier, and okay. it could it could have the tragedy of his life could have been a little more cleverly woven through the comedy because I feel okay. like they I feel like they couldn't find a way to do that, so they just didn't. And what he does no, is great. Enough. But it's a missed opportunity. There's a couple missed opportunities. There's a couple of bits of clunky dialogue, and it's fun. Like in fun, it's light fun with a heart. So it's an eight. It is. It's a fucking creature feature with a soul and beautiful mm. cinematography. Yeah, like much stunning, like ne- stunning. Much, much like our next film, Seven Psychopaths. Uh, Seven uh, Psychopaths. A film about writing a film. <laughs> which is going to be fucking dope because I've only ever seen this once and I remember Tom Waits and Christopher Walken and I Colin think, Farrell and I think it. you might be I think you might rewatch it and be slightly disappointed I think it might not be oh, the film don't do you this. remember I saw it at the cinema and I remember it being fucking outrageous Tom Waits being creepy holding a pet rabbit for mm-hmm. no apparent reason I fucking loved it I came out yeah. of that screen like buzzing my tits off all right. Not well, buzzing we'll enough see. to watch it again in, at any yeah, point since that. That's the thing. <laughs> and you've seen In Bruges okay. now, so that's the thing. Seven Psychopaths from In Bruges. I'll be interested right. to see what you think. But join us next week for that. Uh, in the meantime, we love each and every one of you so very dearly. We really fucking do. Thank you for hanging out. It's been an absolute pleasure. And Rob, just while I remember, because I don't think we've done this yet, how are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm I'm actually doing oh, pretty well. I'm uh, loving my new job, even though it, I, I walked 70 miles this week. I do about 16 miles a day. Uh, but I'm learning how to cook incredible yeah. food. Uh, I'm glad I'll you're doing good, man. Breads. I'm doing, how you about better you, better be mate? cooking for me soon. I will be cooking for you soon. You how funny time, would it be mate. if I just edit the episode so that it ends where I'm like, how are you? And you're like, uh, yeah, yeah. End of episode. <laughs> We love you all very, very much. Thank you for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week for Seven Psychopaths. Love you. Lovely.